and welcome to another episode of Raju Bunga Podcast. As always, it's me, Raju. And I'm Podcast. And I'm Bunga. Today on the podcast, we're talking about your Zara with the hosts of the fantastic podcast, Stacey Standard Time, Maz Khan and Maz Ali. We had so much fun talking in the Mazes about your Zara that we had to split it into two episodes. And this is obviously part one. Part two will be out next week. Hello, Mazes. Hey, guys. Hello. What's going on? Nothing much. You know, just watch a couple of hours of a Shah Khan movie that I think is quite polarizing amongst this group of people. Yeah, so, you watch, some... so you watch half of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you guys host the podcast called Daisy Standard Time, and it's all things South Asian media from arts and culture and music and movies, and it's fantastic. If you're listening and for some reason you've just found our podcast and you're thinking, hey, man, I don't want to listen to 47 episodes of Shah Khan content. I wish that somebody just did like two episodes of Shah Khan content. You should go listen to the fantastic two-parter from Daisy Standard Time on the rise and fall of Shah Khan. Thank you guys for doing that. I was listening to that and I was like, yeah, this is exactly how most people feel about Shah Khan. There's like a spectrum and on one side of the spectrum is Maz Khan. And the other side of the spectrum is Maz Ali. And I think we all fall somewhere in between. Thanks for having us, first of all. And Maz Ali is a huge Amitabh fan, and I'm a huge Shah Rukh fan. And that makes for excellent podcast fodder. Certainly, mm-hmm. I think I think you're right about the two sides of the spectrum. And pretty firmly on the side that Shah Rukh is like a terrible actor and possibly a terrible human being. But an incredibly entertaining personality to view on a screen. That's interesting because actually, actually, that's how I feel about Amitabh. Because I'm like, I think he's not the best human being. I mean, clearly he's not. Everything that he did with all the women in Bollywood in the 80s, he's not a good person at all whatsoever. Yeah. But damn, I mean, if there's anything that their star power showed us is that, especially in Virzara, I mean, just witnessing both together on screen, holy crap. Yeah, and I don't know if Sharhan is necessarily a horrible human being. Do we know that? No, he's not a terrible He's not like Salman Khan for example right like that yeah the worst truly truly horrible. i love him for all for for other reasons but he is he is a horrid person i like his <laughs> i like his behavior more than i like his behavior. <laughs> is, is where it's at that's that's where i'm a big fan I'm of, a big his, fan of, of yeah uh killing endangered animals the casual murder <laughs> he's a great driver <laughs> oh my god I'm sorry cut that <laughs> Oh, man. I'm keeping yeah. it. I don't think Shah Khan needs to needs to be put in that category. But I mean, <laughs> someone needs to answer for Ra One and all the other trash that he's been putting in front of us for the last four to ten years. In my opinion, I think that's just his like that's like his Drake complex. Like I feel like Drake at one point in time was just like, look, I'm going to keep creating music until I'm flat on my back. It doesn't matter because this is still my artistry. I'm going to keep creating my craft. It doesn't matter what all the people think. Shah has reached such a maqam and hall where he can create a movie like freaking Fan mm-hmm. and just be. And go about his normal everyday life. You know, I was listening to your uh, your episode and I pointed out the interview that he did with Brad Pitt. And so I went and I watched I hadn't mm. watched that before. That's actually very, very compelling. It, right? it put the last 10 years into perspective for me a little bit because I do see the point where he's just like, fuck it, I'm Shah Khan. I can do whatever I want to. But I also think that he is actively trying to break out of the mold um, mm. and he's trying to use technology in different ways and stuff like that. He, and he just hasn't been able to find the right recipe i think the the drake comparison is interesting because like watching Shah Rukh khan now he doesn't seem like he's having a good time compared to yeah. back in the day like k3g and all that stuff like you guys mentioned like he he kind of is improvisational 
a lot of times and that's when he's at his best but these movies that he does now are so polished but like artificial i just don't like them for that reason he it feels like he's doing this because he's trapped and we just want to free him (laughs) yeah we do even like that movie zero which i hope you guys did not watch it yeah you guys talk about fan i mean fan is a masterpiece compared to zero (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, like a part of me refuses to to watch something so terrible because then I'll just be like, God, Shahrukh, what happened? And like, I think you're so right. Like, he doesn't seem happy. And you know, one of I think one of the issues with Bollywood is it's so incestuous in terms of like who makes what. Like, everyone is just kind of doing everything. And at some point, the creative process gets like diluted because of that. Like, yeah. I think Red Chili's Entertainment is a big reason why Shahrukh now sucks. Like, if he just shut up and acted and let directors yeah. direct and writers write and people come up with these storylines that were compelling and amazing i think he'd be better off but instead he's like oh let me do everything and come up with trash like fan and everything else yeah he's trying to run the machine right while also being part of the machine and you can't do that that's why that uh, brad pitt interview that's what he was talking about he was like we have to be better with technology <laughs> i know i keep saying technology <laughs> but we have to be better with like with the way that we shoot movies with CGI and stuff like that, we just have to get better. And I think he's thinking of that in terms of being a producer. He's not thinking about Shah Khan, the actor, anymore. Mm. I like to I like to always make a a comparison with sports. Like I like to make like sports analogies with this. So like for me, it's like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was the greatest player of all time. He does not he would not translate well as a head coach and clearly not as a GM or owner of a team. And I think Sharkon is the same thing where it's like stick to acting, like, but let other people decide what stories you do. Let other people decide where the arc of the story is going to go on maybe the technology and just let it be. In that interview, though, didn't you find Shark actually pretty charming, especially in front of like Brad Pitt? No, he's like he's um, the more back like the more backstage stuff that I see him in, even going back to like, I saw this behind the scenes at DDLJ a little while ago. The thing that I'm caught off guard by is how smart he is, like how genuinely smart and sincere a guy he is. So I'm actually, you know, as we're going through this, let's call it an exercise for this podcast. (laughs) I'm, I'm liking the person more, even if the movies aren't always there, I'm kind of seeing like the intentionality in the stuff that he's doing a little bit more. And that's what I get out of like the red chili stuff, right? Like Rao one, is a bullshit movie but if you think about it in you know in what he's trying to do there as a producer it's okay india needs franchise india needs a family franchise right so i'm going to try my hand at this and it failed but at least he yeah. tried yeah he brought, no he brought cgi up like five years but he puts india cinema back back by like 30 single-handedly and it's funny i was um maybe it's because i just watched the tiger woods documentary I was thinking of Shah Khan in terms of Tiger Woods. I think that there is a comeback there. I think there's something there. I like I believe in Shah Khan to kind of figure this shit out, maybe in like the next five years or whatever. So I'm hopeful. And in that case, you know, yeah. zero is like the Perkins waitress of the interest. <laughs> <laughs> there's like four people that know what that means. <laughs> Everyone should Google Perkins waitress Tiger yeah. Woods right Mindy now. Lawton. Google it. Make sure your parents are not there. <laughs> if you are a parent, make sure your kids are not there. Yeah. Perkins Waitress Church Parking Lot. <laughs> uh, gross. Well, well specifics out there. 
<laughs> well, Mazes, I'd love to hear your top five Shah Khan movies. My top five SRK movies, let's see. Dar, Bazigar, Mehuna, K3G. And the last one, I was going to say Devdas, but I had to say Anjam. <laughs> oh, that's great. You definitely, you definitely have a Shah Khan type. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I, I am all about the psychopath, the one that's going to kill you and get what he wants at all costs. I love it. <laughs> yeah, those are too. those are classics. Mehuna, a surprise, but also we just watched it and it's an excellent movie. So it's so fun. It's so dumb and so fun. Not a lot of overlap. Here. I can't wait for <laughs> Not this. A lot of overlap here. Let me preface this by: I know some of these movies are dog shit, but I just love them for very different reasons. <laughs> but you love dog shit. It's okay. <laughs> You're amongst friends here. Mm, this is a safe so space. Good. So good, fan. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, number one, and it's my favorite Bollywood movie. Period is Mahabate. Veer Zara is actually my second favorite Shah Rukh Khan movie. Uh, Swades, I think objectively is probably his best movie ever. That's number three. Bazigar, because you gotta love a guy who uh, eats a couple pieces of paper. The, the most, the most <laughs> elaborate, the most elaborate revenge plot I can think of is, is Bazigar, basically. And yeah. then gotta throw in Kalhonaho for number five. Wow, that's like very much a real list. It is very much a, a me list, although I don't care for which one of those I don't I care. You don't for? care for Bazigar? Yeah, not really. I'm more of like the lover boy Sharkhan. Bazigar gets better over time. I like. I really think that if you like force yourself to watch Bazigar five times, <laughs> okay. <you> will... <laughs> <laughs> like a Clockwork Orange, just it's like, your eyes. Cancel all meetings. I need to watch on Saturday. Seeing where he changes his contact lens to become a different person oh, yeah. is oh. transcendent. I mean, talk about bringing technology forward in India. <laughs> <laughs> and he did that in Raw 1 too. Speaking of technology, I will put on blue contacts. I am Robart. <laughs> I've never seen Raw 1 and now I can't wait. It's been mentioned like I saw times. Raw 1 in the theater, literally wondering, bellowing out loud by intermission, like, what the hell are we doing? The only good thing that came out of Raw 1 is that we realized that Akon knows better Hindi than Katrina Kaif. Oh, is yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, those are great lists. I think it's very exciting that Maz Khan, you have your Zara in your top five. Raheel, I believe you also have your Zara on your top five. Uh, you bet I do. I can't wait to hear how you guys <laughs> defend this movie. Let's get into defend. it. It doesn't need defending. Um, I don't know about that, man. It should be celebrated. <laughs> yes, it's so good. So good. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, well let's let's dive Look at in. Mahaz is just biting his lip. I I actually love this movie. We have a concert. We have a majority. There you go. There we go. I don't. I don't know if I love this movie, but I will say this. I think, given the era that we live in now, this movie has aged quite well. Yeah. I think they. I think the the mission statement and the core values of this movie. I think you can't really knock on. I think they're touching on like good things, and they were really trying to make an effort to be like, yo, this whole tension between India and Pakistan is absolute BS. You know, we're the same people essentially. Maybe the execution. I think maybe I defer a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's how they send that message that's always how they did it yeah well let's dive in well i'll share my feelings <laughs> shortly as the only female uh, in the room right now but yes all right so the movie opens up on prisoner 786 aka veer pratap singh played by Sharhan, a former pilot with the indian air force who's been wrongfully imprisoned for 22 years in pakistan 
Samia Siddiqui, a Pakistani lawyer played by Rani Tenpaksade Mukherjee, has taken on his case. <laughs> Veer tells Samia how it was his meeting with a Pakistani girl named Zahra Hayat Khan, played by Preeti Sinta, that ended with him in jail for 22 years. In typical Shah Rukh Khan fashion, Veer went from being disgusted by Zara to enamored by Zara. But at the end of their travels together, Veer learns that Zara is engaged to a Pakistani politician, Reza, played by Mano. <laughs> the man, the man himself. I love that guy. <laughs> Manoj Bajpai. Veer and Zara part ways, but not before Veer tells Zara that there's a man on the other side of the border who would sacrifice himself for her. Back in Lahore, wedding preps are underway, and Zara tells her maid Shabbo about Veer. Shabbo, worried for Zara's mental health, calls Veer to come get his girl. Veer resigns from the Indian Air Force, travels to Lahore, and surprises her in the middle of a milad. Zara's dad has a heart attack. And Veer realizes that maybe this wasn't a good idea and decides to leave. But on his way to India, he's framed by Manoj Bajpai and imprisoned for being an Indian spy named Rajesh Rathor. Also, the bus that he's supposed to take back to India crashes with no survivors. So for 22 years, he's been known as Kedi Satsa. Was it? I wrote Jarso Beast in my notes just to piss everybody off. Her name is Noor, okay? Very clearly Muslim upbringing. How do you not recognize this number? No, of course I recognize the number. My first ever screen name on AOL had 786. (laughs) And she's like, what is this number? What is the significance of Satsa? No, I know it. Okay. No wonder you hate this movie. You didn't watch it. Okay, anyway. <laughs> in an effort to prove Veer's identity, Samyan makes her way to Veer's home in India. She learns that his parents have passed, but the village is being looked after by none other than Zara Hayat Khan. Zara, thinking Veer died in the bus crash, divorced Reza, and moved to India to live with Veer's family. Samia brings Zara to Pakistan. Veer and Zara reunite. He's innocent, and they go back to India to live happily ever after. Beautiful. Yeah, I don't I don't think we need yeah. to discuss that. I think it's right on the paper. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> over. Done. <laughs> you know, just your average two months of any sane human being living and breathing. Was it two months? It was like three days. I it mean, was... 22 years. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, not that too. Not too. The movie actually takes place. Yeah. You have to watch it. 22 years. So this movie is set in 2004, right? I think the movie came out in 2004. It's weird as far as like the timeline of the movie goes i don't think it's really like 2004 and then the earlier scenes are really supposed to be 1982 yeah you are el rango because there's a scene with samia at her father's grave and it says december 1999 is when her father's passed away i understand i I know the movie's actually set in 2004 what i'm saying is the 22 years with it being like 1982 i don't think that's the thing that really matters i don't think that you know they're really looking at india pakistan relationships in 1982. I, mean, I agree. It doesn't really matter what year you pick for Pakistan India relations. They've been <laughs> shit in partition. So yeah. whether you chose 1998, you know, which is a really yeah. like hostile year, or you start, you know, you're stuck in 2019, which is a very hostile year. There's yeah. multiple kind of instances throughout our two countries' histories, I guess, that you can kind of point to and say, well, this was a trying time for <laughs> India and Pakistan. And so I think Raheel is right. Like although it is set in 2004, it really does kind of apply to a lot of different times throughout our history. 
In my memory of this, I remember it being like the flashback scenes being set during partition. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was very surprised to find out that it wasn't. Mm. I think the reason that I thought it was is because of their portrayal of Lahore and uh, Zara's family. A lot of adab going on. Too much adab. Okay, Lord let's adab. get into it. So, Real, talk to us about 2004 when this movie came out. This movie, Veer Zara, I believe is for a lot of people considered like the pinnacle of Shah Khan's success because after this, his movies were real hit or miss, mostly. So take us back to 2004. As far as the Shah Khan part of it, I think for me, this was still one of those last movies where I was still excited to go see a Shah Khan movie. And when I went to go watch this in the theater, I was like, God damn, this thing is beautiful. And then I watched it again two more times in the theater. I loved, I oh loved my God. watching it. And in terms of like the India-Pakistan relationship part of it, this era, I'd say between like 2002 to 2007, in my lifetime, that is the most positive memory I have between the two countries, both politically and then also culturally. And, you know, if you think about what India's biggest export is culturally, it is movies, right? And the biggest star, Shah Khan. Mm. And between this and Mehuna, which was the last movie that, that we saw, it really feels like the dude is attempting to you know try to cross the border so i appreciated that and i also think that like kind of what you were saying earlier about Khan being like a really smart guy and he is like you watch coffee with garan you watch him on letterman you watch him you know with brad pitt you watch like uh, any interview basically you understand like this guy doesn't just do things he does things deliberately like you said mehuna and this came out kind of at the same time swades also came out at the same time these were movies that were themed about what patriotism should mean and that's why <laughs> this movie hits so hard for me because sure it's a great yes chopra love story story and it has like all this, this incredible soundtrack and all this other stuff i'm sure we'll talk about that but that last monologue if you trans if you just listen just listen to that last monologue and just the whole idea is dude we are the same people but yep. we act like we're not how is that even a thing to me that's what the hit so hard about this movie and i think that you're right like shark was making a point during this time and it was during a time where there was some semblance of unity if only it had worked exactly and especially if you compare yeah. it to like bullshit sunnydale stuff that was coming out around the same time <laughs> look at gutter or or yeah gutter or, i'm okay with adab over everything else that they show <laughs> and you know you see something like this and and the thing that kind of stuck out to me this time was that even though it is a big Yash Chopra film, it's not bombastic, right? It's not like kuch kuch hota hai and it doesn't beat you down. There's a lot of like understated stuff, like even the dialogues and stuff. Music is beautiful, but it's not overpowering. Most of it is just, you know, people talking. Mm-hmm. It's it's about the people, not even, you know, the countries as much, which I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's definitely like a unique Yash Raj movie, I think. Like you make a good point there because a lot of his movies tend to be like you said i mean it's it's very different and unlike any other like yashraj film from the music to the dialogue and you know there were still some moments that i found where i was like man what the hell is happening right now but then you know there are other moments like when they finally reunite for the first time where i saw it in the theater and my mindset as a teen as an angsty teen was a little bit different back then so where i was coming from then i think i was at a point in my life where i was seeing a lot of shark on movies and i was like i'm just done with this guy because for me like a lot of his movies ended up becoming so like long drawn out and created in a sense just to showcase the fact that he's just this guardian angel that's brought down her better than everything so you've and seen like Kohono? it's just oh my god <laughs> so can i say so Kohono, you know i saw that recently you know that remind me of are you guys simpsons fans at all 
Yeah, kind of. Okay, do you remember the episode of Sh- when Sherry Bobbins, who's actually the knockoff Mary Poppins, comes into their life and solves all the Simpsons problems? That's exactly what Sharkon <laughs> was in Kolohonoho. And and I was just tired of that because I was like, dude, I'm tired of everyone just being gullible to Sharkon movies and just like crying and like, oh my god, it's just like a, everything was like built so everyone would just be crying and bawling their eyes. I'm like, oh my god, Sharkon is like no one better than him, right? So that's where I was. But like you were here, as I've gotten older, I've actually come to appreciate the dude a lot more because just watching like his acting scenes just watching some of those moments and Moscon, you're absolutely right i think that last monologue that he has at the end where he speaks to the court is really where it's at we'll translate for you later Nur. i know that uh yeah. hey hey rude rude i will i will admit so i was really geared up to feel all the feelings for this movie i've cried at really dumb Shahan movies i've cried at really dumb movies period so i you know i was very much excited to cry my eyes out watching this movie i have never liked this movie always made me fall asleep but watching it actually in completion in just one go, I remembered that I didn't like this movie because as a Pakistani girl, I know that you can't just travel between India and Pakistan this casually and this freely and then hitch a ride with a charming stranger. Why not? Have you ever tried it? My parents would murder me. Okay. I'm 35. (laughs) I'm 35 now. I still can't do that. But like, this is 2004. So I was 19 when this movie came out. It was 1982. Oh, right. I wasn't alive. Okay. (laughs) Most of the restrictions, if you want to get historical, we can get historical. The big restriction, the big restrictions that happened with Indian Pakistan, as someone who travels a lot through this region, happened in 1998 because of the riots that occurred throughout Bombay and created all this religious tension, et cetera, et cetera. But prior to the 90s, it really wasn't as difficult as it is right now to travel between the two countries. Um, Zial Huck probably had something to do with people hating people's depiction of Pakistan. Our boy. Our yeah. boy. <clears throat> I, do, well, like, well, I do agree with yeah. the overall point. But I want to let you continue, but I don't, right, think, well. I don't think travel, like the way that we perceive travel between India and Pakistan, which is pretty much like non-existent at this point, mm-hmm. is not what it was like in the 1980s. It was feasible. So we went to India when I was 18, in 1989. My family and I, we traveled to India. And I remember my mom telling us, because I was, I was really young, I was only four, but I remember my mom telling us stories about like how we were somewhere, I don't know, Rahil, do you remember what train we were going to? And Rahil started singing, was it? Uh, Bildil Pakistan. Bildil Pakistan. He started singing Bildil <laughs> Pakistan. And my dad had to be like, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, he's listening to Pakistani songs. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't no, know. Where that would have been a tupper, a, That would have been at least a tupper. That's like an unconscious knocking tupper. No, actually, we were we were in this place called uh, Missouri, actually, and it was close to an army base. And Pakistanis were specifically not allowed there, right? So when like the hotel staff came to our room, our parents were like, "Hey, shut your mouth!" And as soon as they came in, I started singing the Pakistan because wow. fuck them. That's <laughs> so your parents were like, "Can you guys maintain your packy pride it's just for?" for- Two hours, maybe. Is that okay? No. But when we were on trains and stuff, that's primarily how we made our way through the country. You know, our parents were also like, we don't know, right? This is our first time visiting India. So they were like, don't say that you're from Pakistan a lot, right? At one point, I mean, daddy went to sleep. And they woke up and daddy was talking to a gentleman and the guy is like, so how long, are, you know, how long are you visiting for? And our dad's just like, oh, we, you know, we're just from, we're locals. And the guy's like, no, your kids already told us. <laughs> <laughs> but Yo, the, moral, was, of the, uh, but the moral of the story is the guy was an absolute gentleman. He was like, he was. <laughs> 
pretty much <clears throat> like the like the Indian characters in the movie. He was like, you're a guest in uh, our country. And they were very, very nice. So One of the things that I really, really, truly hate about Pakistan, India is it's a, it's from both sides. You know, when we're watching an Indian movie, um, you're going to see Pakistan. And I have a problem with it too, right? To kind of speak to your point, Noor. Like they're sending this message of unity by showing us this evil motherfucker named Manoj Bajpayee who doesn't look Pakistani at all. Like kind of. <laughs> Like, you know, but that's that's the problem. They got that odd knob down, though. The problem that we think that there is a way to look Pakistani is the problem, is the fact like we've been we've been two countries for 60, 70 years. That's it. So there isn't like a there isn't like a distinct culture. Like, I love when people on my Instagram feed are just like, Pakistan, dog, our culture is everything. And I'm like, bro, we are the same culture. You don't develop a culture over 70 years all of a sudden. Lahore has a different culture that's the same as Amritsar. Like, it's not that different. To your point, then, that's the thing that bothered me okay so it was one of the things was that i could never quite vibe with zara because i was like okay this is not believable and then she also just gave me a lot of anxiety because i was like can you just get back like can you get back your dad's gonna get mad like you should just go home now but the other thing was that when she meets veer he threw a one song mansplains to her about his this and i was so irritated watching because the whole time she's like "Mm -hmm, i'm gonna let you finish and then i'm gonna tell Mm -hmm. you that your land is also my land literally Amritsar and Lohar are like driving from New Jersey to Queens. Like it's not that far. So that part always bothered me. I think Rani Mukherjee, you know, you saying like there's not like truly a culture that we have that's so different than what India has. I agree with you. But like Rani Mukherjee plays a Pakistani lawyer. And the thing that they keep implying is that at this point, whether it's 2004 or 1999 or whatever, at some point after 1999, they're implying that there are no female attorneys in Pakistan. This is dumb. And then also Rani's first line in the movie is she goes, Abu Apka I was like, you're Pakistani. You don't even know how to say khwab. Like, stuff like that always bothered me. She kept saying, why would you not know how to say khwab? What? Oh, because she said khwab instead of khwab. She didn't even say khwab, man. She just said khwab. And I was like, you know, like she she would just say, at least she didn't say sapna, which is the hippie. (laughs) Yeah, but also later on, she kept saying, you know, like at the end when she like bids them farewell, she's like, I was like, she would say mulk. Like, Rani was not a believable Pakistani to me. You have to understand the audience that you're selling a movie to and i don't think it's reasonable like i don't think that kim jong-un watched the interview and was like oh so accurate (laughs) like you know there has to be some level of commercialization that occurs and if the only issue that we have is Roddy fucking Mukherjee can't open her mouth completely and say Hwab, then, you know, it's really not like it's not Sunil Chetty and Mahuna. That no, was a well, more I, troubling depiction. Well, no, Sunil Chetty is not Pakistani, man, and Mahuna. So that's fine. Yeah, but like that's the same. It's the same like us versus them mentality that they're promoting. In the grand scheme of things, with all the ways that like, you know, Pakistan has been depicted, like for Yash Ross to like depict it this way when it could have been substantially worse, I think it's still like considered a win. Certainly. I think they, they offered they offered this role to a Pakistani actress first. Nadia Jamil. Yeah. I mean, I actually like that that mansplaining song, the Asa Deshimera. I hated it. I I, oh, so I tuned out for most of it because I really don't give a shit about like patriotic <laughs> songs in general. But then when she like flips it on him at the end and then him reacting to her flipping it, it sent the point that it's like, hey, like we're the same, just like you got the same sunrise and sunset. We got that same thing Mm -hmm. here, too. And in that moment, I was like, why are we fighting? Why are we fighting? (laughs) As far as the characters go, right, the one thing that I got from watching it this time is 
regardless of which characters are on screen, even like the side characters, they really tried to like convey a sense of Desi decency throughout. I know it doesn't feel like it, but maybe you're like, oh, well, maybe the Pakistani characters aren't decent. But if you, even if you look at the guard at the jail, he starts off as a bad guy. But he's a real piece of shit. The, he's a real yeah. piece of shit. But at the court, he changes his mind, right? And he, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the testimony that he gives is pretty good. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you think yeah. about the scene when she gets to the Gurdwara with Shah Rukh Khan, Shah Rukh Khan does tell her hey you got to be careful because you're muslim i'm hindu we're in a, a sikh place so you know they're cognizant of the natural tensions that are there right but then when the guy when he actually talks to the guy and tells him that hey this girl came all the way from pakistan the guy's like well then she's a guest of ours mm-hmm. so i saw that like multiple times throughout the movie even manoj bajpai who i guess yes he's a piece of shit but i get <laughs> i get the reason why he gets that way right he's a rich son of a politician yeah. and when you think about it you know yes they, they are the problem that, Come on. they really are the way um but let's, but, let's take a look at pakistan's politicians and see just how exactly. great they were shall we and their children are even better. Yeah. <laughs> no, but also Manoj Bajpai, like, imagine you're going to pick up your fiance from a train station and some guy she's been traveling with is like, I fucking love your fiance. Like, Sharga balls. Like, yo, he was such a dick in that scene. Why? His decency goes completely out the door. Like, forget that. He's like, bro, like, can you chill? I'm staying right here. And he's like, still making eye contact with Preeti. He's like, I don't care what you said, man. I love your wife. Yeah. The whole time Preeti Zinta is looking at him like, can you be fucking cool? I'm going to get into so much trouble. Like, And Manoj Bajpai was like, hey, man, I'm like right here. And he's like, I know. This was Manoj Bajpai's freaking Joker origin story. The fact that Sharo just couldn't keep it in his pants. Like, bro, relax. And then and then another another indie than the shark did he's also got some balls to be showing up at the freaking malad and then what think of it think of this because what happens the next thing so he shows up it's pouring rain she leaves she goes and hugs him and then the dad has a heart attack which means he got done hugging Preeti. Boma Nirani has a heart attack and shark looks at Preeti's like um I think I'm gonna go and then just like <laughs> walks and like takes off. that's literally what happened in the film yeah. it seems like the a family thing for you guys. <laughs> Maybe it's the best time for me. If, if that if that isn't the tightest if that isn't the tightest scene though, when Charo oh, goes up, up on the walkway. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it to you. You know he has good hair, even though you can't see the hair. Like the bandana. My husband was like, "Can you play this song at my funeral?" <laughs> <laughs> you got it go for it so, it's so his presence was so felt that they felt him like 400 yards away they're like something's behind us but the walls were like in the back what is this yeah all right we'll go we'll get to that but i completely agree with you guys that it's a much better depiction than i've seen in probably any indian movie at that time i also think it's important to note that this movie could never be made today you cannot make virzara in 2021 modi land bollywood like bollywood is way too up modi's ass to ever make a movie like this it would never ever happen and you know you could get a great lawyer out of Maya Khan, but like that's it's not gonna happen we also need to stop putting Maya Khan in literally every role like she's i know she's is. There's like, others. Yeah, I know. I agree. Like if everyone if everyone has the same haircut as Fawad, then you know it's just a bunch of Fawads walking around. The Pakistani actor look, man, with that like that five o'clock like lined up beard, the the full like hair on the side and completely filled out like Imran Abbas. Um that dude, what's it is that the the guy that was also Sharia and uh is it Sharia Sharia Zahir? Zahir? 
Sherryar Manolo. Oh no, I'm confusing. Okay, no, Sherryar is his real name. The actor that yeah. was in Put It Out Love. Sorry, yes. yeah, I was going to. And his name in the movie, weirdly. Shark has never done that. Shark has never showed up in a movie and said, "Ah, oh, my name is." What was he in? Um, Bilu? was he Sahil Khan? We haven't seen it yet. We only watch. We watch him in chronological order, and Bilu is like four movies away. Bilu okay. is not necessarily like Bilu is as much a Shah Rukh Khan movie as Satya is a Shah Rukh Khan movie. Yeah, he's a cameo in that guy. Yeah, he's I know. A cameo. Yeah. Have you not seen Satya either? Are you kidding me? That's like one of our favorite movies. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Oh, Masan, you need to calm down. Just because I don't really like. Years are you need to stop coming at me, okay? Because there are parts of this movie that I do love, but I have issues with it, and I think that my voice as a Pakistani woman needs to be heard. I like, I like the scene when uh, you're an Ronnie American woman with a Pakistani <laughs> heritage. Please. I like what? the scene when, when Ronnie tried to overcompensate with for the ka and the ha thing, and she said, <laughs> 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 and the khudafis, the khudafis came from the navel. So many, okay, and then Anupam Kier, okay, shows up, the oh. silliest, the silliest cameo entrance ever. It was like the camera swung and it was like, like this insane music that played. It was like Bob Odenkirk and Little Women. Exactly, exactly. And like, he comes in as like this super misogynist lawyer. And that was like another thing that just like really bothered me. It was like unnecessary for this guy to just be like a dick just to be a dick. I was wondering about that. Like, why is he not allowing women are they like bleeding on the subpoenas <laughs> but is, uh, then again is it also like a low-key jab at pakistani men or pakistan right well, this is my issue right that's my issue is that you're talking about like it's 2004 or whatever and this is the I'm first pakistan. lady lawyer in pakistan which is bonkers and then you have anupam kir who's like i hired you even though you're a woman it just felt like really unnecessary to me that whole part yeah it, it's kind of annoying because in the grand scheme of things like if you put like the good deeds and bad deeds of india and pakistan from this movie on a scale india still wins right like for the most part pakistan still is like um okay and i get that frustration yeah and but i also get it because at the end of the day it is a movie in india it is a bollywood movie it's an indian production that is going to happen but that's one thing that i think i took away from it is that even though it shows pakistanis in like a fairly okay light like the the super indianness of it all it just irked me a little bit because pakistanis always just look like caricatures in these movies and that part of it it just it irritates me it it bothers me that's fair i mean all the lahore stuff is ridiculous like i've never walked into a room and adopt anybody in my life never and but i'm going to start now because it looks amazing i don't know about you guys but were there ever moments like the cynic in me kind of liked it on occasion like i was like that is us adab adab that's not how we pray but whatever yeah that's not how we pray the the prayer you know the one thing this is my one complaint about the movie and it goes across all indian movies they never do a for long enough they get up the finger goes up and then you go straight the finger goes up surprisingly quick we all know no one is reading it that fast and then immediately go on you gotta get full range of motion on the salon I think um so I okay so may not go over well I'm gonna no, assume, I, like, I already like well. it. I already like but I really I really feel that especially as Pakistanis there is this kind of like feeling of whenever there's anything negative said about it it's like it's automatically about Pakistani XYZ and I don't mm-hmm. think that the point of this movie was that she's a female in Pakistan being oppressed 
I think the point was she's a female being oppressed. We all know this is in Pakistan. The court is in Pakistan. She's a Pakistani lawyer, but they don't make so much of a big deal of it. Like Anupam is a Pakistani attorney who thinks that Pakistan does not need women attorneys. They actually just say this is a guy who's and he's clearly wrong. Like throughout the movie, he's painted as the wrong guy. And they're highlighting a problem that still exists, by the way, today. It's not like it's this is a solved problem in either country. If you think Pakistan Pakistan has women at uh, Vakils, is that the plural? Vakili. 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 Like, I mean, I'm sure if we went to Pakistan and looked at the numbers, it would be shockingly shitty. No, certainly. I think they paid the Indian yeah. misogyny kind of lip service with Amitabh's yeah. not, not educating yeah. the girls over there. And it was a Pakistani woman who told him to do that. I mean, I get yeah. it. I get it's it. True. Like, yeah. I mean, this movie is, is a lot of, it has a lot, sorry, not to cut you off. It has yeah. a lot of bad things, but it says like these things are bad. And so I don't have a problem with a movie. Yeah. Literally exactly. say, showcasing something bad and being like, yes, Noor, this is a bad thing. We are going to fix this. <laughs> no, yeah. I just Googled female vakil in Urdu and Google told me Khatun vakil. Khatun <laughs> vakil. <laughs> so maybe they do say Vakil Khatun. I do think, by the way, that um, there is an uh, this whole idea of Pakistani aristocracy pre-partition or even during partition, even after partition, and on both sides, that Lahore was that place yeah. where people, like if there was ever a place in the world where people greet each other with Adab, it was Lahore. So mm-hmm. and Manoj Bajpayee's uh, dad scene, you know, yeah. right after the heart attack. I love that part. Yeah, because yeah. He's like, listen, because you know her mom is yeah. shocked at the fact that that it's happening. He's very matter of fact about it. He's like, listen, I know, and your husband knows, and my son knows that this is this is the machinery, right? We're all just cogs in this machine, and that part of it, you don't really get a lot of that in in Indian movies a lot. So yeah, I'm not saying it was all bad, guys. I'm just saying that those are the things that bothered me personally. I'm not saying the whole movie was garbage because of it. Everybody, Raheel, Maz Khan, chill out. It's okay. I promise there's other parts of it. I will say the most realistic Pakistani in this movie was Zara's dad because he was just filled with so much typical Pakistani dad emotional blackmail. He was like, I'm not going to talk to you and then I'm going to have a heart attack. Okay? Like, I'm so mad at you. I'm going to have a heart attack. Like, that emotional blackmail is so Pakistani. 100%. In my memory, I also remembered it being way more anti-Pakistani than than I found it to be this time. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also might just be remembering a whole different movie. (laughs) That I watched. I I watched the Sunny Dale movie and was just like, yeah, that was Birzara. What you're remembering. I was remembering Zero Dark (laughs) Thirty. What you're remembering, this this is actually a phenomenon that I'm super interested in. And it's something that we actually covered in our second season. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all about Pakistan. And it's literally how we perceive Indian movies because of the way that our parents talk to them about us. So, like, for example, if you watch Sicario, because you're not Mexican, you're not probably going to have any issues with the way Mexico is portrayed in Sicario. You're just going to be like, this is a fucking fantastic movie. But in reality, there is an issue with us just perceiving Tijuana or uh, where was it that they went? Juarez. As like Juarez, sorry. As like this crazy gang. And, and, you know, there are gangs there, but you can go to Juarez. You won't get shot like on site or anything like that. As Pakistanis, when you're growing up, our parents censored us from movies that really weren't anti-Pakistani. But because they kind of what Noor's saying, like they showed Pakistanis in this negative light, even if there is a catharsis to that, like, for example, Bombay is this incredible movie that speaks to 
the issues that are caused by religious differences in India. Mm-hmm. And my mom literally was like, don't ever watch this movie. It's terrible. It shows Muslims in a terrible light. Yeah. And then I watched it as an adult and I was like, this is the movie that all of our parents should be watching because it tells us this is what happens when you just hate everything and don't love anybody. Just in, in the defense of my parents, my parents fucking love this movie. My dad loves it. I think daddy cried, right? When we went, he went to go see it. He yeah. sobbed watching this movie. He loved it. I, I actually so, played it for him about a month and a half ago. Um, this is uh, the one movie that I, that I played for him because he's been having some health issues, so uh, yeah. he's just in bed, so this is the movie mm-hmm. that I put on. We watched the entire thing. It was fantastic. Oh, well, well now I feel like even more shit. Oh, I'm going to make it feel worse later on, but um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny that you, you mentioned that, uh, looking at it from a Pakistani perspective, because the one thing that caught me off guard, just in terms of how strongly I felt about it, is that song that she imagines after she comes back, right? For some reason, the fact that it's a Pakistani Muslim girl, and because you see Veer's love story side of it before that, right? And it seems right. like it's very respectful. But when they show her imagination and when they show her seeing him, it is extremely lusty. So uh, lusty. And I, I was like, you know, I was I was uncomfortable by it. I don't I don't know what that means about me. I don't know if I'm reading too much about it. And maybe it's my fucked up relationship <laughs> with how I see Pakistani women or whatever. <laughs> but it really stood out to me. Maybe you should be more lustful. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it's interesting that, I mean, there's always a anxiety that people have about our women, right? So in a mm-hmm. Indian movie, they're never going to show a Hindu woman running away Muslim with a guy. Muslim guy. And I think it's the same thing over here. And there might be some like weird instinctual caveman part of your brain that makes you think that way. And I'm sure that we all have it to some degree. I don't personally because I'm very elevated and I'm very progressive. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> I encourage that type of behavior. Yeah. You're, even, you're, You're like, please take our women for God's I mean, sake. One person could have even looked at that and, and seen how Shark was actually depicted as a complete opposite of Manoj Bajpai because in her mind, the relationship and marriage that she's about to have with Manoj Bajpai is like strictly like a business, like political move, right? Yeah. So there's like nothing there. And like Shahrukh, like you say is lustful. I think some people will even call it like, ooh, that was hot. That was romantic. Like even, right? And depicted him as, as such. Yeah, no, so I, 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 maybe I, I, maybe I got turned on by, I don't know. Not, maybe, yeah. Not do you want us to leave, do you want us to leave the room so you can just watch the video by yourself? Is there a breakout room on this uh, Zoom? Please for me. I'll join you. Mazu just have us on the screen and basically Shahrukh Khan us at the train station. Okay. I love this scene. The other part that I enjoyed about that song particularly, it starts off with her hugging uh, Bominarani. Yes. And then you see Shahrukh Khan come next to her face. And I couldn't stop imagining like, yes! a with right next to his chest. It's hilarious. There's another part in that song where she's like fantasizing about him all day, right? So he's like, he's like showing up when she's taking a bath. He's like kissing her and popping up inside of her deportes. And then there's a scene where he pops up and steals her jalebi. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he just takes a buy out of it. I was like, what is that implying? That's the Hawaii Dukan shit right there. Oh, this is the man you love. <laughs> Take your jalebis. There's no coming back. Yeah. 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 So one more thing that drove me crazy is that Kiran Care is this Pakistani mother. Okay. <sighs> and she says, tere mulk ka har beta tere hota hai. And I was like, okay. 
chill out. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. The guy that came to broke up your daughter's wedding decided that maybe it's not a good idea because your husband had a heart attack. Wow. What a saint. Like, what a great guy. And as she's letting him go at the train station, she says, And I was like, no fucking Pakistani mother is going to say that shit. Okay. I can agree with that. Correction. Our mom is going to no, say no, it. No, no, Correction. Before she says that, she says, my religion, even though my religion doesn't allow me to believe this, I'm uh, going to tell you. That's very that relevant. <laughs> that's, of course, it's the whole point. That's so relevant. Yeah. No, I hated no, it. Okay. No, I, think you hate, it. I think you hate I think you hate it. For literally no reason. Oh yeah, my exactly. god, I gave you so many reasons for why oh, no, I hate it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, 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 I think she wanted to watch a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> like she wanted to watch like a Pakistani documentary on just how amazing okay. Pakistan is. No, no, no. Zia yeah. uh, biopic. <laughs> That's the movie. Oh, the good old days with no blue jeans in this country. <laughs> yeah, like and this, is, this is definitely it. during the worst time of Pakistan's like era. The eighties were literally when Pakistan sucked. Okay, I'm not. I, look, I wasn't alive in 1982, so I don't know. But well, my, was okay. I, but I'm just saying that this that line is just like between that and then her at the end when Veer puts Sindur on Zara and she's like doing puja and his parents like bus it just it felt more like pakistanis embracing indians than indians trying to understand pakistan and like i understand that this is going to happen because this is bollywood so they will be more nationalists for india and for sure like this movie does a much more subtle job of showing nationalism and they also do appreciate pakistan because like yes ultimately it is a pakistani girl who helps veer get back to india but like Zara's life in Pakistan is all it is is like this arranged marriage and her parents. And then like when that's done, she just like gives up her home and her religion all because she like fell in love with some guy over like three days. Like but that's with any shark movie too, I think you can argue. I and, and I argue with that every single time because it never makes any sense to me. And that's why I hated the phenomenon. And <laughs> in the early two thousands, late nineties. I was just tired of it. I'm like, come on guys, snap out of it. Yeah. The one thing that I thought about when you said the stuff about her leaving her religion and her, her identity behind. Have you guys seen Khudakili, the Pakistani movie that came out I want to say like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, and the Shah is in it. And you know it's Ooh. kind of similarly about this. It's a, well, it's not really, but the point that he makes at the end of this is, you know, you are putting religious values on somebody who never had these religious values. We don't know what Zara's religious values are before the movie starts, right? You don't know how tied to the religion she is. All you know is she's a very rich girl who has had everything handed to her. I don't know how Muslim she is. So, yeah. you know, when she lets that go for this guy, it's okay with me because yeah. the thing that she's it, most passionate about in this life is that love that she got from this. Guy. I think there was a specific line in the movie too where she kind of hints at the fact that she's like this is like not like I'm not I, I am Muslim but I don't like necessarily like practice it and there was I, I forgot what's in Moscow and you probably remember because you memorized the movie I don't remember off the top of my head but, but <laughs> I, I are going to have a reading Maz and Rahil are just going to get on and read dialogue to each other I'm vibing with everything rocking back and forth like they're at a Quran honey no, but like I, I, I agree so wholeheartedly and disagree very wholeheartedly with Noor. Like I just feel, I just <laughs> feel like, okay. I'm gonna get uh, on no, the next. Bus. Your opinion, your opinion is appreciated. It sounds like you don't appreciate it, man. I know I do appreciate your. I appreciate it, Noor. I know. We can bet all day. Don't you? <laughs> but it's 
but yeah, no, we have okay. a quota to go with the women. <laughs> I, I don't. No, I don't want to dismiss it. But it really, like, what you just said sounds to me a lot like when a Pakistani girl hates a Pakistani guy dating a white girl, right? Like, we don't have any problem with people assimilating into our culture often. Like, whenever someone, like, converts to Islam, we're like, hell yeah, another one. But as soon as, like, we do the same, like, vice versa, everyone has, like, a huge issue with it. And I think this movie is the perfect microcosm of that conflict of culture and religion. And it shows, and again, the, the, the point of this movie is not that Hindu, Muslim, whatever. The whole point is actually Hindu or Muslim. It shouldn't matter because we're still people and we have a culture we can share rather than us versus them. It. Well, it also kind of bothered me that like even when Veer came over, it wasn't the fact that he was Hindu that was the issue, right? Like she kept saying like, oh, Hindustani, but they wouldn't say like, oh, because he's not Muslim. Like it's not like a Pakistani family would deny a guy if like if Veer was Muslim and he saved her life and he brought her over to his parent, her parents' house and her mom was like, look, I don't want to marry that Reza guy because first of all, he seems like he's at least 30 years older than me. <laughs> and like... You know, he dresses like my dad and I'm like really not into it. But like I want to marry this other guy. And yeah, he's Muslim. Then it wouldn't matter. But they never brought up religion. So I do think that she seems to be very much like fluid and embracing all things like her, you know, her like governess or whatever was a Sikh lady who she loved like a grandmother. So she has a love for everything. And I get that Zara would do that where she would go and live with somebody like that. And it's not that I have an issue with any of that because I don't think that religion should ever tie you down to one thing. It just, I felt like there was not enough exploration of Zara and her life in Pakistan for me to believe that she would just like up and leave it just because of like a quick weekend trip with a guy. It just never, I just, I couldn't believe it. Like I never believed that, it. That is that is valid, but that's Bollywood, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I get that. That that's Bollywood. Like, already Raheel, like a four-hour movie. Yeah, like Raheel, so. Raheel doesn't like Dave Das because he never understood why anybody would be in love with Dave <laughs> or that why Dave Das would be in love with Bado. I, I watched that movie recently as well. And I think as an adult, I was like, this guy is an international. He's Pitbull. He's just a big like freaking <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. He's just a Tachora. Like he's not doing anything. Like he's yeah. a very simple man, but he's like not... He he he's a, he's a complete he's an f boy. That's <laughs> like, earlier I said Swades is Shah Rukh Khan's like best objective film because there's actually none of these like crazy plot holes yeah. that exist in that movie. Because with Bollywood, you really do have to suspend some belief, and I, I agree. Like I really wish that they explore Zara as a complicated uh, Pakistani female character, but let's just face it, this movie's coming out in yeah. India and there's 1.7 billion people they have to cater to. Yes, certainly. I'm about to cancel myself, but I, th- oh. I also do think that, you know, somebody with Zara's upbringing, a very rich girl who, you know, literally wake, gets out of bed and gets into a bath full of rose petals or whatever, right? So hot. It's very hot. Very, Although I was like, don't you got to take a morning dump? Hot. Um, <laughs> why do you think the tub is so big <laughs> yeah, if you think she has to wipe her own ass boy do I have news for you oh Shabo is sh- coming in running Shabu. with a freaking script don't you dare freaking scrub yourself you. what, what is a lota when you can just have, you have a Shabo? Shabo. oh no what is happening yeah go on so Zara takes dumps oh. in the bath what's your point no no I think 
what my point is, is, you know, there isn't, I don't know how much growth, how much room for growth she's had up until now. I mean, her, everything for her has already been kind of determined, right? She's getting married to this guy and it looks like nobody has a choice in the matter. It's like, you know, the families are getting married to each other. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'd love to know what her thoughts are on, I don't know, whatever, but I don't, I don't know how (laughs) deep of the world, I don't know how deep a person you would expect her to be, right? I mean, she has a song at the top to Ray Humpto, I hate that song, but like, I think she's also kind of worth saying outright, like, I'm not going to follow or go by the rules, period. Was anybody else uh, shocked to hear Lata Mangeshkar's voice out of Bro. Yes. Okay, we'll talk, we'll talk, hold those thoughts for the music part, but I think you're right in that we don't know a lot about her. We just know that she's like a spoiled rich girl, but she's also like a little bit of a rebel and she's going to do what she wants. She's an independent, and she even tells her mother, like, look, I came here because I've never done anything of value in my life, and this is the one thing that i get to do for my baby before i go and get married so like that's fine but also yes chopra his female characters are like about this like yeah. this is it like you're, you're not getting a lot out of like madri and dodo pagahe or juhi chavla and dar like you're not getting any of like depth in women they just need to be like beautiful and like cry well and all of them have to love our god well, in a weird way that's also where they were at right the industry and i think that's also why like for what and it frankly is. i mean you know how much do women really have to say <laughs> <laughs> um, now you're kidding <laughs> I think it was uh, them not talking about religion. They never really called attention to to anybody's religion. You kind of just inferred it mm-hmm. through other stuff. I mean, I think that's very uh, purposeful, right? I think it probably think would be a lot more controversial or a lot more difficult to watch or for people to explain this to like their children or whatever it is if they called attention to that. So I thought it was interesting that, I, you know, obviously, like Noor said, the tension isn't between india and pakistan per se it might it's a religious like at at the root it's a religious tension and so we kind of sweep that under the rug in this movie and i think they did it purposely and i think it was the right decision i I don't know if i Mm. feel like they they just completely swept it under the rug they didn't Um, i feel like they were cognizant of it but they were also like it's not that big of a deal because they, they they very quickly want to move on to like the you know onto the part that hey we're all we're all the same people at the end of the day now obviously you are you know you're doing an in, a movie on India and Pakistan and you never hear the word Kashmir once right so obviously they are tiptoeing around that and I get that um, and you know if you want to have like a like a full discussion about that that's fine but I don't think that that's not what I want out of a family film like this like a family entertainment movie like this and they do bring up religion when he's in jail because hello his name is he is known as Gedi number Sato Chassi yeah but that's what I mean is that they don't they're not like garbage symbolism they're not they're it not, really is they're not calling him like yeah. that hindu they're not saying like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they don't specifically call out also what what, uh, what is how did 786 become bismillah does anybody know you know what i'll look it up later i'm pretty sure it's yeah, just like daisy stuff like it's just no, like no, a, no. like a movie thing no there's a, no, there's a really... numeral there's numerology uh yeah it's the first yeah it's the first guys it's yeah. not fake no it's the numbers of bismillah Rahman Rahim. if you do like the, if you add up all the like the numbers of the letters it's numerology bullshit but that's definitely a subcontinent thing because like that's not it really is a thing, yeah yeah it's it a South Asian thing, thing, yeah. 
I've been trying to get. We like, are uh, in the subcontinent. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying it's a subcontinent <laughs> bullshit thing. There's a lot of subcontinent bullshit things that we do, man. I'm gonna add that to my it's tattoo list. Tattoo list. <laughs> so, real quick before we move off the topic, again, like I, I think it's very deliberate. This movie isn't about Hindu versus Muslim because that isn't a thing about India mm-hmm. versus Pakistan. That's a very much uh, anywhere you go in the subcontinent kind of thing. Whether you're in Pakistan and we're talking about the persecution of Hindus. Or you're in India, and we're talking about the persecution of every minority that isn't a Hindu, right? And so this is this movie was a very distinctly we're going to leave Kashmir out of it, we're going to leave religion out of it. We're simply going to talk about the fact that two countries that used to be the same country act as if they're very, very distinct from one another, when in reality they have a lot that is overlapping. In fact, almost everything, everything. but religious aspect, almost yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge like oh my god pro India, but I hate this narrative that gets driven on both sides by like, it's us versus them, it's us versus them. Everything is like India, Pakistan, India, Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's why maybe this movie hits so, hits so home because it's one of the truly like, no matter what issue gets brought up, they always have that catharsis at the end of the movie, like, brah. I mean, that's why I love Mehuna, guys. Like it's it's such a fun and it's like the same, it's it's a very similar vibe in that it, the, at the end of the day, it's a lot of like, we're brothers and we're the same and it's the same thing. and. Like I said, the monologue that he gives, the poem at the end, is the only time that I cried. Um, it was really nice. It was I was like, oh, okay, here it is. Yeah. Here's where I'm crying. I think there's one other factor to this conversation. And it's the fact that all five of us are based in America. And we're having this yeah. conversation about India and Pakistan, right? Yeah. Um, so we have like these rose-colored glasses of just being like, hey, this should be like this, you should be like that. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's easy for us to be like, hey, why don't you guys just get along from sitting from afar? Um, right. When it's it's different when, you know, when you actually live there. Yeah. I have friends that are, you know, extremely pro-Modi, right? And they're my friends. They've been my friends for 20 years. Right? And you're just like, hey, how can you support this piece of shit? But at the same time, I'm not, you know, I didn't grow up in India. I don't know what I don't know what religious based fear feels like, mm-hmm. you know, right. I mean, kind of over here after 9-11, maybe I kind of got a glimpse of that, but not really. I not, I don't think I, I don't think you could ever. Yeah. I don't think we could ever even imagine what it's like, because especially I mean, we're the generation right after. Our parents are a generation right after partition, technically, right? Mm-hmm. To live in a world where your parents basically had to run for their lives and probably saw the most horrific things you can imagine, you know, that that's the carryover that's brought that sense of nationalism to both sides. Uh, it's the same way. I mean, my mom, I, a lot of my friends are Hindu. My mom had a real issue with that growing up. She was like, if you keep talking to these guys, not to quote you, Noor, you're going to lose your values. <laughs> and I Wait, did saying, I say that? Uh, I don't think they said that. I think when you're talking about the Mongol Sutra and everything, you're just like, oh, she like lost her values all of a sudden. First of all, uh, did you say Mongol Sutra? Yeah, you did. The Mong yeah. Sutra. No, I don't think. Hey, hey, do not bundle me up with your mom who does not like your new friend, man. I'm saying it sounded reminiscent. No, but I mean, I so I'm just saying. I think you're right. Like it's really hard for us to unpack all the different things that go on in the subcontinent, and and it's easy for us to sit here. And honestly, we've lost the right to say anything because 75 million people voted for Trump and they're probably all around all the time. <laughs> so what can we really say about anyone who supports Modi at this point, even though he's... 75 million and um, one. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Trump guy here. <laughs> 
All right. So let's talk about Shah Khan because this is a podcast about Shah Khan. Right. His intro into the movie was like, hey, audience, you're here for a Shah Khan movie and we're going to give you a Shah Khan movie. Of course. I didn't remember that the movie starts with a song like that. And then he wakes up from a nightmare where Zara is like shot. So yeah, was I was like, a little, I was like, oh, shit. Damn, <laughs> I don't remember this. But Shah Khan as just like a nice guy. You know, I love Shah Rukh Khan as a nice guy. That's my favorite when he just plays like a normal human being. I think that his performance, he didn't try to like overdo it. Like when Manoj Bajpayee frames him and he's sitting in that interrogation room, he doesn't do his typical Shah Rukh Khan thing where he's like flipping tables and like getting all shaky face. And I thought overall, he was really good. The parts that still bothered me were like when he's with Zara and like she's like, oh, thanks for your help. Can I give you anything? And he's like, yeah, no sweat. Just give me one day of your life and I'll give you amazing memories. Even she's like, I really should have asked him first before like I made this promise because like I'm in a pinch and I hate it. Freaking shark. Always, always trying to eclipse. Like, dude, she came here to take care of her grandmother's ashes. Like, please don't try to eclipse this moment for her. Her life. It's his job, Maz. Okay, whatever. calm down. Oh, whatever. This is the inner character. You fall in love with someone after just three days, and I'm like, well, he did save her life. If someone saved my life, I'd probably do all kinds of dirty stuff with Dude, her. what about the cuss out that he gives her? Because like she asked to go back down and come back up to get the bag. The yeah. cuss out that he gives her after? Holy crap, dude. Maybe just ask. Just yeah. ask what she wanted. Yeah, she would have told you. You didn't have to. First of all, also when he rescued her, he was like, I couldn't stop staring at her. Like, okay, so you were definitely checking her out, which is like not super profesh. And then you yelled yeah, at she her. Looked great. <laughs> yeah, you don't look good though. She, I'll give, I'll give you that. But then also it just, and then between that and then also the scene at the train station where he is just coming on way too hard in front of Manoj Bajpayee. I was like, okay, you're gonna get your ass handed to you, sir. But. But Besides he, saw, those he saw Manoj Bajpayee and he's like, this nerd can't beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> if it was somebody else, he would have been like, oh, you know what? Yeah, had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> if Olaf Khan came in, it'd be like, okay, like, yeah, 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 yeah. you got it going good. But like, this old man? Manoj yeah. Bajpayee, this old man? Alright, I'm gonna... <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I disagree. I like the fact that he's upfront about it, and he says he's upfront. He's a very simple dude. He's like, listen, I'm an army guy. Plus, let's be honest, she just forgot to mention that she had a... I know. Uh, a you know what she was doing. I know. She literally got swept off of her feet into his goatee yeah. at one point, so... I love the scenes where he's going down on the, from the helicopter because oh it my feels God. like an action Ooh. figure like a kid playing with like it just like <laughs> he's holding a dummy like very very clearly like, every single time so. and i but, also like that his partner in the helicopter has like the easiest job in the army <laughs> press up, the and down, up and down Ranjit up Ranjit pulled us down Ranjit, damn you pull it up <laughs> <laughs> That's an order. Also, the whole time I was also wondering, I was like, is this the most efficient way to, maybe it was just because it was the 80s, is this the most efficient way to save someone? The cliff wasn't even that steep. Like, I feel like somebody <laughs> could have just thrown a rope just down hike. there. <laughs> yeah. And was she the I, only I, one stuck? Like, how was she the only one stuck? Who's the, the, the last one that was stuck? Oh, okay. I think she's the last, yeah. All right, fine, fine. I know fine. it was like four. 22 years ago when you watched the movie, when you started the movie. I like, I like when, she dis- when he described it, he called, he said, kuch khas casualties nahi te. Uh, what? <laughs> Just like 14, nothing, nothing, nothing to write home about. Um, <laughs> I, 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 
so like this is this is the reason why I hate and love myself with uh, when it comes to Shah Rukh. I hate how like Shah Rukh centric his movies are during this era, and he really is just like a god amongst like mortals. But then at the same it. time, as soon as Ronnie Mukherjee comes on the screen, I'm like, no, no, no go back to Shah Rukh. Like he's clearly, yeah. he's clear, like everything is about him. It, it's always a love triangle where two women are just like adoring this piece of you know like a questionably good human. I, I would say four in this movie because there was at one point where freaking couldn't care and Shabba were ready to give it to him too. Like, <laughs> damn you. Hey, you cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone else like you out there? What's up? <laughs> Pretty much. You got any brothers? What's going yeah, on? I think my visa for India is still active. We so. need to dabble in Hindustan a little more often. Shabo, what's up? <laughs> Zara's dad isn't doing too well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not had her phone number in it. It didn't have money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. when you get there, it's just the 1982 version of like a sext. <laughs> now, Shah Khan is an old man. You know, I thought I was going to be really irritated with it, but like for the most part, I was like, all right, this is fine. His his highlights got longer. The only he thing like he had a quarantine haircut. He did. He, yeah, he looked like all of haircut. us. The only thing that did annoy me, it was just like such a distraction, was when he's uh, on trial and they keep showing him making like a paper airplane. <laughs> a paper airplane? Dunks it, Beto. Like, what are you doing? You're on trial right now. He's been in a cell for 22 years, ma'am. You mean what you had? He's never been. He's on trial, though, dude. Like, that's one thing Ronnie should be like, yo, okay, cut your hair. Also, just sit. Do not move a freaking muscle. Like, everyone's going to be like, give me a salbanara paper airplane. And now you need to make this paper airplane. Like <laughs> they should have given him an iPod. <laughs> Twenty-two years of songs. I did like I did like his relationship with Ronnie though. I thought that he yeah. her like, you know, like a daughter or a niece daughter. It was much more daughter like it wasn't lust or it was like questionable what she was feeling, but he yeah. was very like I had a problem with Ronnie altogether. It gave me like, like Deers in the Gee vibes where he's all he's like the She thinks you wanted to buy Bone him. I don't know if she wanted to bone him, but she was like, "No, no, he's yeah." When she when she gives him like the what do you call it, Annie? Uh, the thing in the for the hair, the powder. Oh, the monks and Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was gonna be like, "My turn." No, I thought you were gonna like put like who's gonna put his She's hand on Tara's face and then go for Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be the greatest. <laughs> That'd be a sick plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just itch kissing them. Like yeah. I'm gonna go with Andre Davin, the clearly worst yeah. choice. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, I hate it. I saw that movie recently too. I hate that movie as well. I haven't oh, watched god. it recently. I'm probably gonna hate it oh, if I watch god. it. Oh, you're in for a rude awakening, girl. <laughs> the right choice in that movie. You'll you'll still like it, I think. Yeah, Andre Davin is the right choice, even though it's Andre Davin. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now that we know that Salman Khan is is you know trash box. <laughs> Ajit Devgan is the right choice, other than Ajit Devgan's face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. What yeah. was Gajal thinking when she was coming in all these movies? Did Shah Rukh's wife make her marry Ajit Devgan? Like, you have to marry this, like, aggressively ugly person so that... <laughs> Poor I think guy. Gauri, Gauri, there are rumors about Gauri's, like... Is that what she did to Priyanka? I mean, she, I'm, yes. I'm assuming, spearheaded, right? Like, yeah. Finally yeah. arrive at why Shah Rukh is a terrible human, right? So, like... I mean, I don't blame her. Can I just say for outing Priyanka Chopra? Yeah, please get her out of here too, please. For God's sake, Gari, come to Hollywood. You watch, you watch any, you watch any Coffee with Garn episode 
where Karan, all he does, he just mentions Shahrukh's name. He's like, Shahrukh. And she literally just gets like, and like takes a pillow, covers her face. Like she can't handle herself. Something happens to her. And now imagine she's with a Jonas. Now she's, all she's got is freaking Nicholas Jonas. At least she likes guys of the same height. It all makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> but but Ronnie, okay, so Ron, the, my problem with Ronnie in this movie is that she is a little too dramatic. I think like there's already enough drama going on. There's already enough like tension between freaking India, Pakistan, Veer and, and Zara, etc. And then she's trying to play the viewpoint of the audience a little bit like too hard. Like it's, it's okay. Like if you just subdue like you're acting a little bit, like we don't need to, like we're all kind of entrenched in this drama as is. You don't gotta just, just kick back a little bit. Yeah. And she's just not a believable lawyer to me, like whatsoever. Mostly attributable to Ronnie Mukherjee is just a terrible actress this isn't her like her raspy ass voice like no one in a court i feel like like, it's like shut the hell up get the hell out of here i i love her voice you like right a lot of people love her voice love her it's just sexy as hell i just really like her voice now she is fine but she is a she is a bore we've seen how many movies of her in recent succession like i mean it's just that was it, the two. And I think I saw her in Satya yeah. as well. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Satya. Yeah. She's oh, great yeah. in Satya. Dude, she's so boring. She's like a fan. So I like, boring. I liked, I, I like Ronnie. I like Ronnie in the movie, but I mean, as far as legal cases go, this wasn't exactly like Brown versus Board of Education. No. Right? All she had to do was just get like his Chinasti card. All she needed. Uh, and <laughs> also, like, what kind of lawyer are you when they were like, um, no, that's Rajesh Rathor because remember he signed this document and it says this is his name. And she's like, oh, fuck, I didn't know. But yeah, she's like, like damn. He told me. you. He told you about the paper when he was telling the story. Uh, like, but, you know, she was so Google eyed for him. Like, she didn't even realize. I yeah. also found it hilarious that Anupam Kher comes in as this like like misogynistic like yeah. piece of crap lawyer who's supposed to be like this like hotshot lawyer at the end of the day too. He's like, oh my god, you're going up against him. And his introduction in the trial, right? His like his opening thing, he just goes off. He's like, and then by the end of it, he's just screaming and like popping a blood vessel. It's like, bro, you're not at everyone lawyer that people made you out to be. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, sure, I, I really do think that that's how lawyers in Pakistan are like, like or India, like the shitty chauvinistic Anupam Kher type. That no, one hundred percent. Lawyers in America are not that different. As speaking as yeah. an attorney myself, like eh, they're pretty. Oh, similar. that makes sense. Why you've had yeah, Maz Khan and Noor's uh, dynamic. That's <laughs> there you go. I'm defending what I know is right. Okay. Oh, okay. you're, defending... <laughs> you're defending lawyers, MK. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I don't care. It's a trash bag in this movie. But I, and I hated but his good casting, good casting, because he is a trash bag himself. Yeah. I just only recently came to know that Anupam Kher is cancelable. Oh that. yeah, he is. He is a cancellation. Most okay. people in Bollywood are cancelable. I don't know if you I know. I know. I know. I didn't. I didn't want to do it. Okay, I liked him for whatever he friend. brings to movies. Now, Breathy Zintha. Okay, I've got like two notes for her. I just wrote Breathy Zintha is the cutest she has ever been. I thought she was a much more believable Pakistani than Rani. That's it. That's all I have to say about her. I also think she would have done a great job as she has a lawyer as well. Yeah, she would have. Her feistiness would have like been... We can all agree Rani Mukherjee was not the right casting choice. Yeah, Yeah. I really like the relationship between her and Shah Khan. I thought yeah. she was like a very respectful, like of the uncle, the uncle Shah Khan. And I yeah. thought it was very cute. Yeah, I, I actually didn't really. I didn't think that she was like jonesing for him or anything. I thought that she was just like really. That, yeah. yeah, I think she was just like really amazed that somebody like this exists that would like literally sacrifice this entire 22 yeah. years of existence for this girl. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that is a wrap for the first part of our Veerzara discussion. In part two, we'll be deep diving much more into how, you know, Amitabh steals every scene he's a part of in this movie. Uh, we'll talk about the music and so much more. We hope you enjoyed part one. You can find Desi Standard Time everywhere podcasts are available, and you can hit them up on Instagram at Desi Standard. And be sure to check out Maz Ali in Haraith on Amazon Prime. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I'm sure he'll tell me once he listens to the episode. As always, we are on on Instagram and Twitter at Raju Podcast. Bye. Janam dekhlo mitgin duriya Main yahan 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 जानम देख लो मिट गई दूरिया मैं यहाँ हूँ यहाँ हूँ यहाँ हूँ यहाँ जानम देख लो मिट गई दूरिया मैं यहाँ हूँ यहाँ हूँ यहाँ हूँ यहाँ कैसी सरहदें कैसी मजबूरियाँ मैं यहाँ